Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We, uh, we're continuing our uh, series that we've been in uh, today called Exactly What to Do With Your Life. And I couldn't make it more crystal clear on exactly what you should be doing. And I never say should. If you, uh, there was a message series we did a few months back, and we said, don't say should. Should can get you in trouble. But I'm telling you today, very sarcastically, exactly what you should do with your life. Over the past couple of weeks, one of the uh, ideas we dug into is say what you mean and mean what you say. What comes out of your mouth, you, I want you to mean that. What you say you're going to do, I want you to do that. And if you can't do what you said you were going to do, at least be honest about it, right? Next week, the, the next week, this, this past week, we talked about being unoffendable, right? It was Easter Sunday, and we said one of the most unoffendable people, Jesus, if anyone could have been offended by what was happening to him, it was Jesus. But he chose not to be offended because he knew it was bigger than him. So today... In reference to our faith, I know here at the heart, I'm, we're big, I'm personally big on, on mental health, emotional health, so that comes out a lot in these messages, and I don't apologize for that. But today, from the perspective of our faith, I want to talk to you about going from saying what you mean and meaning what you say, and then being someone who is unoffendable. I want to talk about those of you in the room who love to assume, and we all know what happens when you assume. We don't say it in church. We don't say bad words. Um, Corbin, my son, when he was, when he was small, he would, he would find out what a bad word was, and then he would go around telling people not to say that word so that he would say it, so that he could say it. But, but don't say that. We don't say bad words. How many of you know, know that you can make assumptions from time to time? And sometimes those assumptions are wrong. Keep your hands up. Okay. I assumed you would raise your hands. I told, uh, um, if, if you all haven't met my wife, uh, Amber, um, I told her I was going to talk about her today. Uh, you know, about her assumptions. I, do, I make assumptions too, but I've got to tell you guys the story. So Saturday, yesterday, we're having kind of a lazy day. We said, you know, it was, uh, we did river cleanup in the morning, so I went out to clean the river with some of the crew here from, from the heart, and when I was leaving the house, Amber said, can you, when you come back, can you bring me a coffee? Summer moon, no problem, right? Large quarter winter moon, in case you guys were wondering what her drink was. We should all bring her a quarter winter moon today, just gallons of winter moon. So she said, uh, can you bring me a coffee? And I said, no problem. I said, do you also want a taco? And this is exactly what she got. Okay, I, this is, if it pleases the court, this is exactly what she did, okay? I said, would you also like a taco? And she goes like this. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Couldn't be clearer whether she wants a taco or not. So I go get a taco. She didn't say she wanted one. I come back. I, I, I got two tacos. I ate one. This is, I'm telling you the specifics, okay? This is, this is, this is for the legal reasons. Um, <laughs> There's a lot, you know, with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, I just, I can't take too many chances. <laughs> uh, 
Topical. Um, so I, I eat one taco, and then I eat half of the other taco, because I'm going to save it for later. I'm going to savor it. Oh, I can't wait to finish this taco. So I get home, and I put the taco on the counter, and then I go I'm feeding the dog and doing something else. I come back, and Amber was like, man, that taco was good. I was like, was it? Good for you. Good for you. So, you know, whatever. But I'm such a nice guy. I'm such a kind person that I don't say anything. I was like, oh, that was good, right? That was a, that's a good taco. That's a good picadilla taco from, from Lowly's, for sure, for sure, for sure. So then later, she wants to give me a hard time, and she says, well, you only brought me, ha you ate half my taco. I was like, excuse me? You ate half of my taco. I asked you if you wanted a taco, and you didn't say yes, because she assumed that mmm would get her a taco. And now she's learned the difficult lesson after 16 years of marriage that mmm doesn't get you a taco. These assumptions that we make. I'm the worst, too. I'm the worst at making assumptions. I, 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 do, this, I do this thing where... I, I, I'm always watching people's reactions to what I say and do. Too much. Sometimes to an unhealthy level, right? Like I'm trying to read your micro expressions. I'm, 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 trying, to, I'm trying to read you and say, okay, did I just, what I just said, was that hurtful or funny or both? <laughs> Sometimes it's designed to be both. So then I, I, I assume a lot reading your expressions. If I say something that was meant to be funny or meant to be playful and you don't take it that way, I assume that I have offended you. And then I take that, this idea of me offending you with me for the rest of the day, for the rest of the week. And then I'll keep approaching you, asking for forgiveness for something I thought I did, but I won't ask for forgiveness. I'll just be like really obnoxiously nice. Do you know people like that? Are you people like that? I got, I, got, I got issues I'm working out. So why do we do this? Why do we bring assumptions? Well, assumptions actually are very helpful. Assumptions are not a bad thing in our life. They're very helpful in our life in a lot of cases. Let me give you a, let me give you a scenario where well, before that, where do, you, where do you have a lot of assumptions? Where do you bring a lot of assumptions in your life? So you're, 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 you're in traffic. You assume the person that's speeding by you is what? Maniac. It's crazy. And you assume the person who is in your way when you're in a hurry, moron. Right? Your, your perspective is solely based on how fast you need or don't need to be going at that exact moment. If I am in a rush somewhere, everyone is just so slow, and I can't believe how inconsiderate. You don't drive slow in the left lane. You get over to the middle. You get over. But if I'm not in a hurry, I don't even realize I'm in the left lane. You know what I'm talking about? I don't even realize that I'm doing those things. I'm oblivious. I can't imagine what the people around me assume of me. But if I assume I've offended a driver, I want to follow them. I want to apologize to them for offending them. 
Where else do we, where do you assume? I'm sure something happened this week in your relationships. You assumed something was one way. You assumed somebody meant this, and you turned out to be wrong. Well, assumptions can be very helpful. They can be. But it's when we bring them to places that assumptions aren't good. Let's say, let's say this coming weekend, I'm inviting everyone here to a wedding. What's one of the things that you think about when you're invited to a wedding? This is interactive. What are you going to wear? Yes. <laughs> this is live. <laughs> what am I going to wear? And, you know, guys, girls, whatever, you, you know, like, okay, got to go shopping. Okay, wait, what's the dress code? I went to a wedding one time, and the dress code was resort casual. I had to look that up. Resort casual. I still don't know what it means. I ended up thinking, uh, I'm just going to wear what I own and go from there. No, so you go shopping. Or maybe some of you think, like, I don't need to go shopping. I know what I wear to weddings. I have my same wedding suit. It, I've, I've never gained weight or lost weight since I bought it 20 years ago, and that's what I wear to weddings. Well, those people have got it figured out because they're not putting a lot of thought into that. But for those of us that don't have that, we're thinking about what we're going to wear the day of. We're trying it on. Like, is this, does this shirt go with these pants? I don't like these shoes. I don't normally wear these dress shoes. I usually wear Vans. And I, you know, can I wear Vans? Are Vans resort casual? I'm out, you know. Can you imagine if every day you had to put that much thought and effort into what you were going to wear to work? If every day was that exhausting on what you were going to wear? No. So our mind, we create these assumptions, and we assume that what we wore last week to work is going to be perfectly fine to wear this week to work. We assume that the shoes we wore yesterday are going to be perfectly fine to wear today. So in that way, assumptions are very helpful because they keep us from having to overthink everything in our lives. It's when we bring assumptions to relationships, when we bring assumptions to our faith, that we can run into a little bit of trouble. So today, for me to challenge you with this extreme challenge of don't assume things, it's impossible. Our brains are literally made to function that way, to create assumptions. So what I want for you, for myself today, is not to stop assuming things, it's to bring curiosity to things. Bring curiosity to your faith. Bring curiosity to your relationships, to your marriage. I want to read a verse today. This is in uh, the book of Matthew. And if you are not familiar with the Bible, Matthew is one of the four Gospels. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are four accounts of Jesus kind of on earth doing his thing, miracles, his interactions with sick people that he would heal his interactions with some of the religious people of the day. We get a good sense of the kind of person Jesus was through these four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So in Matthew, we're going to be reading in chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. This is actually a uh, part of a, basically a sermon that was recorded, uh, uh, that Jesus was giving. You might have heard it as the Sermon on the Mount. And so I want to check this out here. This is Jesus teaching us how to behave. How should we behave? 
Don't pick on people. We'll stop right there. We do a four-week series on that. Just addressed to Dom. Don't pick on people. Jump on their failures. Criticize their faults. Unless, of course, you want the same treatment. The critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. Isn't that a great word? The critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. It's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. I've seen some of your sneers. They're beautiful. Don't pick on people, jump on their failures, criticize their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. You might have heard another version, another translation of the Bible say, don't judge or you'll be judged. That critical spirit has a way of coming back to us. Those assumptions find their way around. Those assumptions that we have, the other people that we have assumptions about, they also have assumptions of us. Assumptions put us at the focus. I assume, if I think back to last week, Easter Sunday, I assume that my recollection of how that day went is how it went. And if you try to tell me, does anybody know somebody like this? Don't point, don't nudge, don't look. You're welcome to giggle a little bit if you want. Does anybody know somebody like this where if you're telling a story and you get a little bit of a detail wrong, that person's like, actually? Remember the other day we were all drinking Coke Zeros? Actually, it was cherry Coke Zeros. And that can start an argument. You know what? It wasn't. I remember specifically it was Coke Zeros. I have a Coke Zero problem right now. That's why it's coming out like that. Actually, you know what? It was Coke Zeros. I remember specifically because it was the red can. And, it's, and then another person's like, you know what? It was cherry Coke Zero and it was a purple can, but I guess it could look red to somebody who doesn't pay attention to details in life. So I get that about you. <laughs> and so now we have two people who are assuming they are right because why would your memory ever fail you? We assume that we're right. We assume a memory we have is correct. We assume the way that we're driving is the best way to drive. We assume the way that we're raising our kids is the best way to raise a kid. Our assumptions, if we're not curious about them, can get us in trouble. We assume, I grew up, okay, I grew up, I'm not going to put this on you, this will just be me for a second. I grew up, I grew up going to Catholic church, and my thinking of God when I was a kid was, God, and I think I've said this before, that God was like this CEO of a big company that was like at the top floor, and he was always busy, you know, he's signing papers, and he's putting stamps on things, I'll approve that prayer, and that's a good one, or, you know, no time for that one, or whatever, he's very, very busy. He's up there, he's doing things for the good of everyone, but too busy for me to ever talk to, right? That's what I used to think of God. And then I started going to church kind of like this, kind of, you know, Christian non-denominational church, and I got a different perspective on God, different perspective on Jesus. And it changed the way I approached my faith. Because I, I used to assume that God was too busy 
for my problems. So I never would have invited anyone to bring their problems to God because if God's too busy for my problems, why is he not going to be busy enough for your problems? So my assumption that God was too busy affected the way I approached my faith and affected the way I shared my faith. And then I went to this church who kind of went way the other way. And they were like, if you pray for it and you mean it, and it aligns with the Bible, ain't no reason God not going to give it to you. And I assumed that that's the way it worked. I said, okay, I used to assume that God was too busy. Now my assumption is, if you pray, and your faith is strong enough, and there is biblical precedence for that, now I'm a lawyer, right? If there's precedence for this happening before to somebody else, then it will happen to me. As long as my faith is strong enough. That that was the assumption I was bringing. What do you think happens? If anyone has been alive for more than five years, they know that disappointments happen constantly. I would assume that if I prayed for something, it would happen. And then I would assume if it didn't happen, it was because my faith wasn't strong enough. My faith wasn't there enough. I didn't pray hard enough. I didn't have enough people praying with me for that thing. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Assumptions can limit our faith and undermine our relationships. When we assume things about God, it limits the faith we can put in God. When we assume Things are going to go a certain way, and they don't. It can shake our faith if our faith is based on the foundation of an assumption. If that assumption is what you pray for, you'll get, as long as you go to church and give money and say your prayers and read your Bible, as long as you do those things, we can assume that God is obligated to answer our prayer. But if you've ever prayed for something to happen and it didn't, it can really shake your faith. I have had my faith shaken, turned upside down because I brought an assumption. So, but I'm not capable of stopping assumptions. I assume things all the time. I have an assumption that you are paying attention to me right now. I don't know if it's true. You could be into next week planning your outfit. You're still on like, oh yeah, what to wear to that wedding that's coming up. I forgot about that. (laughs) But if I assumed that none of you were paying attention, I would be sweating a lot more. I'd be trying to make you laugh. But now I'm just trying to bore you because you look too engaged, too excited. I'm just kidding. See how assumptions can limit our faith. Check this out too. Assuming puts the focus on you. Assuming puts the focus on you, but curiosity expands your view past yourself. Anytime we assume something, we very on a small scale create a little play where we are the main character and everyone else is doing things because of us or around us. But if we can bring curiosity 
If, if I said, hey, do you want me to bring you a taco? And Amber goes, mm-hmm. I can say, well, interesting. Do you or don't you? <laughs> if you want a taco, I'll bring you one. If you don't want one, I won't bring you one. No problem. A little curiosity could have moved that assumption because I assumed she would say yes if she wanted one. So a little curiosity could have cleared up a misunderstanding and I'd have had that extra half taco in my belly. <laughs> little curiosity. But see, here's the problem. Here's, it's not a problem. Here, here's what's challenging about that is it takes some vulnerability to be curious. A lot of times, we just want to live with our assumption and move on. We feel a little exposed, a little vulnerable when we ask questions. Did I say something to offend you? I don't want to ask that. You know why I don't want to ask that? Because I don't want to hear yes. <laughs> Did I say something to offend you? And then my wife says yes. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to know what it was. I don't want to know why it offended you. <laughs> I'm, I'm really busy right now. I would love to get into this, but I don't want to get into this. That's what's tough. But see, here I am today, right now, and I'm going to tell you exactly what to do with your life. And here it is. Start bringing curiosity to your assumptions. Start bringing curiosity to your relationships. Start bringing curiosity to your faith. Last thing I want you to write down if you're taking notes is this. If we never question our assumptions, if we never bring curiosity to our, our assumptions, then our faith is shaken at the first sign of trouble. If your faith is based on an assumption that God will do what you need him to do whenever you need him to do it, then your faith is going to be in trouble. Your faith is going to be shaken. Because we're assuming, we're putting God in this order of things that need to happen. But if you bring curiosity to your faith, if you bring curiosity to your faith, it expands your view of who God can be, of who God is, of where God is. That's the chance we get to, that's the chance we have. That's the opportunity we get to step into. Our faith is an empowered faith. Jesus empowered us with what he did. He empowers us with the way he teaches. We are empowered to be curious. And that curiosity can open our faith to grow us in this journey of faith. If you could, I uh, want to invite you to close your eyes, bow your heads. I want to I pray for you today. God, we're grateful. We're grateful for the way that you made us. We are complicated. We are nuanced. We are human. But we are your children. God, I pray that as we walk into this week, the rest of today, that we're able to bring curiosity 
that we can be unoffendable, that we can challenge our assumptions, so that we can be healthier in our relationships, so that we can take strides in our faith. And we thank you that you're on this journey with us from beginning to end. We love you, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.